how did I get, ever get that photo? But I, I was very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time. And, and, uh, sure. uh, and actually, a couple of those, I was very fortunate to walk away <laughs> without any holes in me. Right. Uh, flying apart. So, you know, Larry Bowers with his clutch coming out at Orange County. Uh, that, that's a crazy one where the, they're all like splayed up above them and you can see all the pieces came out. Wow. And, and if you look close, there's a rod coming out the motor too at the bottom. So I'll look again. It crazy. was like a mass, mass destruction deal. Wow. Um, wow. That was one shot. That was just one shot. And um, I was on the wrong side of the track. Every story or every photo has a story connected to it. How I, sure. how I sure. got it. And right. it was one of those deals where I got called across the track and somebody wanted to say something nonsensical to me, like, hey, do you want a soda or something, you know, something yeah. like that. And right. I got trapped. I couldn't go back. I couldn't cross the track. So, I, okay, Bowers is coming down and this other guy, okay, I'll stay there and shoot. Right. I never saw the clutch come out. All I saw was black, the cl clutch dust. And then, you know, all heck breaks loose. There's pieces and there's, you know, crap flying everywhere. Yeah. And I was very fortunate. I didn't get hit, but a gentleman in the pits is walking through the pits, minding his own business. Uh, one of the discs hit in front of him and made it like an inch indentation in the asphalt, and it came up and it took his kneecap off. Oh, no. So I was very, very fortunate. I was closer, you know, than most people would want to be, but, right. you know, it's one of those things where you stand there and you go, well, are there any holes in me right now? I mean, <laughs> Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Benzie, and car builder, Steve Strope. And we're going to tell you the stories. It's official. You're being recorded now. So, so here we go. So, Welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions without Jeff Smith this time. Jeff, is uh, he's, he's approved this one. We've got a really good uh, guest today. Um, by the way, I want to mention our sponsor, ARP. Uh, ARP-bolts.com. We can't do this without them. So I uh, really appreciate uh, those folks, uh, Bob Florine and the boys, uh, really do as well. But I have a special guest, um, uh, uh, inarguably to me, the most uh, famous drag racing photographer of all time and a good friend of mine. And I'm so happy to have him, Mr. Steve Reyes. How you doing, Steve? Howdy. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Enthusiasm, we, we're going to get him rolling. We're going to get him rolling. It's early, so no problem. But uh, Steve uh, and I worked together at Popular Hot Running. I started there in 81 through about 86. But his history really starts uh, in uh, 1964. And, and as a key ingredient to this whole deal, uh, you have done a number of books that outline your, your photography starting, what, is 64 the right year to say that we started well, as, as far as like, I, I started to attend races in 63, but I did not take a camera. I was just, you know, some idiot kid, you know, like I just turned like the rest of us old, yeah. you know, and just, and, you know, begging my dad to take me to the races uh, because I had seen an ad in the Oakland Tribune, uh, you know, playing up uh, these, you know, 200 mile hour land missiles, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, nitro burning dragsters. And which track, uh, which track was that? Fremont. Fremont. It was Fremont. Yeah. I'm okay. from Oakland, California, which is uh, yep. about 20, 22, 25 miles from where Fremont Dragster, you know, yep. uh, was. And uh, it, it was just one of those things. A 15 year old, you're really fascinated by that because I had, you know, thumbed through old car craft and hot rods and 
and had you know gone down to the Oakland Roadster show and watched them bring the cars out. And uh, well, I was too too broke, uh, broke kid. They didn't have right. any money, but I had enough money to take a bus down there on the last night in at the Oakland Roadster show. They you have to you have to drive everything out if you're a you know street rod or whatever. Right. And then of course they would take the bring the dragsters out, and, and I would just sit there. They had like these, you know, like a little mound that surrounded the parking lot, a little hill, and you'd sit up there and watch them bring all the cars out. Oh, but, cool! You know yeah. that 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 kind of got me going on this this whole, uh, you know, magical mystery tour, so to speak, of, yeah. of cars and things and all right. that other stuff. But yeah, that was uh, 63, 64. I, I actually brought a camera to the races. My dad's six twenty brownie. Nice. And, you know, I was gonna I was gonna burn the world up with a six twenty brownie, but you know, that, that, and then I got into oh, my dad had a movie camera, so you know, I'll wow, be the the next you know Steven Spielberg or whatever, and uh, yeah. that didn't pan out real well either. But uh, and then you know, thirty five millimeter uh, in nineteen sixty about mid sixty five. I got yeah. my first 35 millimeter and the it was rest off of, from there. It was yeah, off from there. Yeah. A, what, what was your first uh, 35 millimeter camera? Uh, it was a, uh, uh, a Kawa, which uh, probably nobody's ever heard of. Never heard of it. Well, yeah. but it was, uh, it was just kind of a, it was okay, but you, you had to screw on the, the extension lenses to, to be a telephoto. You had to screw on an extension to the normal lens yeah. to magnify it out to you know it was i bought it brand new and uh i thought i was the the greatest thing since sliced bread when i got that but uh the camera that really uh worked for me was a pentex 35 which was sure. the next next camera that i had gotten and uh and that was that was a workhorse very very much a workhorse so how often did you go to fremont you 64 you kind of became a regular down there you take yeah well it, when my if my if I could convince my dad to take me, which sure. you know, was was not easy because you know I had to you know like one of those mow every every lawn in the in the, in the county and you know uh, clean the windows or whatever sure. he needed me to do wash his car wax his car then he would probably you it, know it, would take, take it out huh? yeah but then I got a motorcycle when I was fifteen and a half. Nice. And uh, I was, uh, it's freedom. And I could, yeah. you know, wrap my camera bag on the back of the uh, Honda 300, uh, 305 Dream and, wow. uh, and motor off to the, to the driver. Wow. So wow. that was, that, that's what got me that uh, a little bit of freedom going to the races like that. That was the start. So that, yeah. that picture, that picture behind you has significance for something right now, which is uh, your newest book. That's your next book. How many books have you, how many books have you done? I've done, um, let's see, I've done nine wow. on my own, and this one I think would be 10. Yeah. And I've helped, you know, the late Tom Madigan, I helped him with his, uh, like three or four of his books. And then I've helped uh, a gentleman, Doug Boyce out of Canada. He's done some drag racing books. I've helped him. Nice. And uh, Lou Hart, who has a brand new funny car book coming from, from Car Tech. It'll be out back this month. Right. the later a uh, couple weeks in April um, I helped him with with his book uh, I had a lot of rear engine funny cars that he didn't have for the book and uh, Lou has to, uh, just incredible he put an incredible package together of this funny car book that's coming now he's working on a 
uh, really special book about Roland Leon and the whole line of Hawaiian drags nice. and, and funny cars. And uh, that's what he's writing right now. But uh, my book, the right behind me is the cover, uh, Pure Hell. Yeah. It's a history of Northern California drag racing from 1964 to about 1971, 72, right in there. Okay. It's kind of like my history and the, the area's history. Uh, the different there were 17 different drag strips running in that area, and uh, of course I you know dragged my butt around to all of them. <laughs> On the bike, did you take the bike most of the time? Yeah, the bike until the bike blew up, and then uh, <laughs> it was uh, uh, when I lived in Salinas for a little bit. Uh, a gentleman named Rob Sterling who ran a B fuel dragster. I got to know him. And uh, he would throw me in the back of his pickup truck on a, you know, oh, dark 30 on a Sunday morning. And we'd head to Fremont or Half Moon Bay or wherever he was racing. Right. And I was his, I was his touring photographer. Wow. Rain or shine, I rode in the back of the pickup okay. truck because he had his crew guy and him were in the, in the cab of this, you know, pickup truck. And there was no room for me. So yeah. I rode in but the You're back. a small guy. You're just a tiny That's, guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm just a, you know, a little little bit of a, a challenged person here but but I, I was uh that's how I got to the races in uh quite a bit in 19 yeah. would have been 1966 right in there my uh my motorcycle was uh was dead and uh yeah I needed to get to the races and, and Rob took care of me he was right. one of those guys that made sure I got to the races along with uh, another gentleman Carl Olson who uh, I know Carl. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to drive for the you know uh, Cool and Olson, the, and he had his own top fuel car. He drove for Jack Yule. He won the 1972 Winter Nationals. And uh, anyway, Carl, I, it was one of those. I knew Carl when when he yes. just started, and and I was his official touring photographer. Also, wow. he would he would drive. Well, thank God. Around. Well, thank God they did because the legacy of stuff that you have have covered. By the way, on your book, where can people buy that book? Can they get this it? Book, this book will be out. It's it's the title is uh, Northern California uh, Drag Racing, right? And it's uh, published by Arcadia. Okay. And it's it's going to be out at the beginning of May, I believe, and it will right. be available at Barnes and Noble or Amazon, oh, nice. anywhere nice. that Arcadia, Arcadia history books are sold. Right. Okay. Well, good. Well, we'll, tell, well, I'll have to definitely pick up a, pick up a copy. That, that's awesome. Well, it's, but, it was a fun deal because yeah. like I said, it coincides with my career in Northern California before I left there and, 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 you know, went down to Los Angeles to either make it or break it. So, right. Right. When, uh, but it's just you know, it's just awesome the stuff that uh, you've shown me, the samples that you sent me. Just you know, first of all, brings me back to the stuff when we were at Argus. That was a great time, but that was way after all this stuff was going on. But but you know, in terms of, I mean, just to set perspective, I mean, NHRA and Leslie Levin. We'll get into some of these because you knew all those guys, and we have photos of you with it for uh, documentation of that. But. Those guys, I mean, NHRA has its own archive, but you went to all the races. You went to NHRA, you went to AHRA, IHRA, independent. If some guy was down the street, you'd go get him, right? So, I mean, so, and your uncanny ability to know um, when something was going to happen. I mean, you you were talking about a race against Dickie Harrell and, you know, everybody's watching Dickie Harrell and it's the guy in the next lane that's going to be the fun one to watch, not the explosions yeah, and such or whatever. And, and the Brutus car exploding his transmission everywhere. <laughs> and, and, you know, I 
I'm like, uh, I, got, I took care of my guy. I got it, got his photo, and uh, there you go. Photographing Dickie Harrell doing a you know eight foot wheel stand on the other side. I was photographing the funny car on my side, which was engulfed in fire and parts, and wow. it was just mayhem. But yeah, yeah. I got pictures. I, uh, you know, we got the pictures. And, and you were in the era of of crazy. Uh, fire burnouts, bleach burnouts, all the stuff that's illegal now. Now, now they can use water, but the, the the fire burnout stuff that you sent me is just incredible stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy. And we got, that, I'll tell you what, <laughs> it was it was uh, you know pretty pretty wacky to do some of that stuff. And uh, you know, I got in trouble with uh, like Mike Jones in Orange County for basically burning a hole in his in his. Uh, asphalt in the in the <laughs> box area and and uh you know Irwindale they made me uh I did a fire burnout there and and I had to do it in the in the uh pit area yeah uh, and then uh, I did another I did a uh, Butch Leal and I got together and said hey we haven't seen any pro stocks do a burnout or fire burnout let's do one <laughs> so we did it and ended up with a cover on uh on drag racing magazine but the uh, the first one I really did was with Carl, or not Carl, but with uh, Billy Tidwell and Mike Cool. The, oh, okay. Yeah, I knew them both. Carl. Yeah, yeah. There's um, Kelly's still around. I know uh, Mike has passed, but uh, yeah, I did some engine buildups and uh, popular hot riding with uh, with Mike, and he was he was awesome. Oh, yeah. Mike was a different guy, but he was he's a good guy. He's a pyromaniac, but we. We, we got together after, you know, at Indy in 1970, they ran off the end of the racetrack and crashed into the ABC wide world of sports camera and the camera wow. came down and, and smashed, you know, got the body pretty bad. Wow. So, you know, they brought it back home and, you know, I, hey, Mike, wow. let's do a fire burnout. You can't hurt the body. I mean, you can't hurt the paint job, right? <laughs> but Mike is like, yeah, okay. So, you know, we dragged the car out to Orange County and, and yeah. And Tidwell gets in the car and we fired the thing up and wow, uh, their crew guy Fats comes over and he's got like this two, three gallon thing of full of gasoline, right? <laughs> he starts throwing the gas underneath the car and I'm just standing there, you know, adjusting my camera and all that. And all of a sudden the gas ignites on the oh, no. And it just whoosh, and of course, Fax loses all of the hair on his arm and, and his eyebrows in front of his hair. And Tidwell is just sitting there. And Billy told me, he said he he felt the fire, obviously, right? And right. he looked down, and the whole inside of the cockpit was on fire. So he felt that that was the time he should go. Probably time to leave. Yeah. yeah, and he hit the throttle. But I shot just prior to that. So you have him look kind of looking down and just this whole engulfed flame oh and fire and wow. mayhem. And, uh, and he came out of the fire with the parachute pack on fire because <laughs> they didn't, they weren't, they didn't have fireproof para parachute packs back then. And uh, well, we put that out, destroyed the paint. So, wow. you know, which was already wrecked already. So the paint, the paint was no loss. But I got to tell you, I mean, guys had to be getting burned all the time when they were doing that i mean i mean too close i mean you're, you know if there's uh smoke there's fire and if you got fire you're getting burned so well, you know, what crazy deal some of these guys that didn't really know what they were doing kind of like me but yeah. the, the racers what happens if you have too much fire it sucks the oxygen and it kills it kills the engine the, the engine has right. no oxygen to, to, to come into the injector so 
uh, there's been a, there were a couple instances in Texas. I know some Texas top fuel guys. They had to pull the car out of the fire because the car stalled. Yeah, I bet. Like, you know, NHRA look, looks at that and says, "Well, you know, guys, uh, <laughs> no more of those." So one of the things I like to do is always assemble an engine with ARP bolts, and it's not just because they're sponsors, but because it really does work. Um, and and the stuff is fantastic. I never have to worry about it. Steve, you building building cars too? Yeah, uh, actually, it's part of my baseline design plan when I'm building a car that's going to be shown or featured in a magazine. It's part of the plan right. to have that little bit of diamonds all over the engine bay or in the suspension. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff is beautiful. I remember uh, a long time ago, I built the uh, first time I ever touched it, 69Z28. All of the uh, water jacket holes had stripped out, yeah. and I learned about ARP studs. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, and they, like the the one I have, a Shirley, uh, Shirley Muldowney at, at Martin, Michigan, that was an accident. That was oh. just VHS igniting. There was too much VHS in the you know, in the bleach box. Oh, VHT, VHT, is it VHT, that stuff? VHT, yeah, it ignited, and yeah. it just whoosh, and uh, that wow. was one of those uh, deals where NHRA got a hold of her and said, uh-uh, oh, yeah. nuts, and, uh, you know. Wow. That, and then, you know, I did one with the Greek that was pretty cool, and, uh, yeah. but. Uh, where did that start? Who did the first one of those, or was it just an accident and somebody. Carlos. Garlitz. Garlis and TC. TC yeah. was a pyromaniac from way back, but <laughs> but they they did that just to as a show. They did they did it with the front motor car, and then Garlis you know blew his foot off and that right. curtailed that for a while. But you know it was the monkey see monkey do deal. Okay, if Garlis can do it, right, I can do it. right. And so anyway, and, and then Garlis when he got his back motor car, you know obviously they could do really nice fire burnouts because right. the ones. He did with the, you know, with the front motor car. They were okay, but right. the the back motor ones were, oh, they were barn burners. He did a couple uh, at uh, Martin, Michigan, and he did a couple for me at uh, Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I did the, there's a huge, like a billboard photo inside of the museum, Garlison Museum. Well, that's mine, and it yeah. was shot at Lakeland. And it, uh, this, I think is pretty spectacular, but, uh, yeah, Garlis, yeah. Garlis was the guy that, uh, he perfected the, not only the back motor car, but the, you know, the, the show, the fire burnout show. Yeah. Uh, well, he was a showman. There's no question. He still is. I mean, he had a, a recent, uh, event where they did a hall of fame thing down in Gator at the Gator national. So he's still, he's still running strong. Uh, Martin, Michigan, we spent a lot of time there. You obviously were there many years before me, but, uh, that was uh, that was a good track. Have you if you haven't been to it lately, it is uh, really a nice track. If if it still exists, it's funny. I thought I heard something about whether it was going to go or not. But anyway, regardless, I believe it's an IHRA. Uh, I think so. Yes, but it it was beautiful. The last time I was there, which has probably been ten years, it was awesome. And the times that we went, it it with John Grivens. Uh, right. Yeah. My did I ever tell you my introduction to John Grivens? No. Showed up with showed up with Pete Pastere at the at the the uh, Martin Michigan, and I meet him, say hi. I don't even get out of the rental car. We're just like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you the whole bit. And I said, hey, you got a dirt track over there. You care if I take a couple of laps? And I had a Mustang, I had a Mustang rental car, and so I proceeded to go to the went to the dirt track and did a bunch of you know goofy uh, reverse lock uh, you know, deals with the truck with the car. 
well, I guess he didn't expect me to be doing that. So I showed up. Uh, he showed up shortly thereafter, pissed off, swearing he was going to get me fired the whole bit. And so it's like, okay, you know, you told me I could go here. No, well, I'm not doing that. So we pull off, get out of the rental car and uh, all the wheel cars, are, all the wheel covers are missing. So Pete and I have to walk the track. <laughs> anyway, typical, typical meeting, impressing, impressing people everywhere I go. But anyway. Yeah, Rubens, he was the different kind of guy. He walked a different, different. Yes, staff. he did. Yes, he did. Well, you dealt with him for, when was the first time you went to you went to Martin, Michigan? I think US. I went to Martin. The first time was 1971. Oh, okay. Yeah. You predated me by first, 10. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the first uh, popular heart riding event, I believe it was in 1970. Right. I went to 71, 72. I remember doing a story about it. It was 1970. So yeah, crazy. But um, yeah, so that's that's amazing. So so you started going to the track. You're now you're a, a touring photographer. Carl Olson, by the way, what an awesome guy. He uh, became the uh, industry relations guy for NHRA for 30 years or something like that. So oh, yeah. pretty pretty crazy. And he always told me he was the second to the last guy down Lions because he won the race. He uh, he he got the he got the trophy at the last race at uh, Lions. So another another great place. And you obviously. We're a regular at Lions, I'm sure. Well, when I could get there, uh, being, uh, you know, I lived in Northern California, but sure. the chance I, I got to go to the beach, yeah. Lions. Right. Uh, the first time I ever went to Lions was in 1966 for the Mickey Thompson 200 mile an hour club race, right. which was a, an absolute zoo, but it was incredible. Right. Top fuel, top fuel, top fuel, junior fuel, top fuel, junior fuel, top gas. That's all there was. And it was right. just, you know, they'd start running like at the, you know, nine o'clock, eight o'clock or whatever in the morning. And they'd be running, still running at the 10 o'clock at night. At wow. And it was, it was uh, an incredible show that, that Mickey Thompson put on at that, you know, at that event. And then. Yep. You bet. Well, it was a target rich environment for you, I'm sure. Well, you know, Lions. Okay. Lions was a place that um, I toured with the, uh, Ed Carter and Bob Little, who had the Chevy too heavy funny car out of uh, uh, Newark, California, which is where I lived. I ended yeah. up in Newark, which is right down the road from Fremont. Right. And I was there a uh, touring photographer also. Yeah. And they were one of those, you know, hey, we're going to Lions, get in the station wagon. And so I'd get in their tow car and we all, you know, we'd go and, and uh, the car they had was outdated. It was Steve Bovan's old uh, uh, Blair Speech Up Nova, but they right. updated it a little bit and and renamed it, and they just wanted to have fun, fun right. with the funny car. And, sure, you know they didn't, they never expected they you know go all the way to a final or anything, but they took me. Right, you know I shot photos. The first round loser, you know they had photos of them racing at Lions or wherever. They stayed for the whole event because they were fans. They they liked to watch the races. So sure, um, the one night that that you know they won. The first round was like it was like the, they won the, the you know the nationals at the final at the wow. NHRA nationals and uh, the car they beat was uh, Pat Foster driving um, wow all, all on Kirby's two hundred mile an hour Roadster Corvette right uh, you know the, the Roadster Corvette was running in the low I think the low eights high sevens or something like that right, right. and the Chevy two heavies running maybe in the high eights early early nines and wow and they they beat him because pat uh 
did about a five foot wheel stand and then couldn't recover. And, <laughs> and, and Carter was like, you know, it was like, it was like the, you know, the older down facing the, the tortoise, so to speak. And, uh, wow. but we won, we, we won. Absolutely. Around. There's nothing to, nothing to replace that feeling. That's for damn sure. But they, they took me everywhere, everywhere they went. Um, like, um, they took me up to Washington. They took me to some strange track called Vina in the middle of nowhere in California. Wow. Um, anywhere, anywhere they went with the Chevy too heavy. That was you. You were there. Yeah. But that was, but that was great. So you're, you know, you're, and you're meeting all these guys and were you, you selling photography at the time? Were you able to sell photos to folks and kind of oh, yeah, take care was, of yourself there? Yeah. That was my, my main source of income. Well, my only source of income. Uh, <laughs> and guys like Frank Bradley and yeah. some of these other, you know, Warm Speed and these guys in Northern California, they kept me alive. They, yeah. they literally, uh, guys like Bob Keith, who, uh, uh, you know, the Goodnight Keith and Williamson was the top gas car. Right. And uh, they, uh, he would just come over and, and shake my hand and there'd be a $20 bill in there and said, Hey kid, just take care of me with, you know, photos and drag news or nice or drag world or whoever I was doing photos for that. That's sure. just the kind of guys that, uh, right. Uh, that I was, you know, that treated me really well when I was a kid in Northern California. And, uh, the, the book I did, the NorCal book is kind of a payback to them, you know, kind of a tribute to all these guys that, that really, kept me alive you know yeah. they kept me going in the sport and uh right and i got established through taking photos of them doing either wacky things or, right. or winning so uh, winning is usually better for them uh, wacky things yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that but you were just so far ahead of everybody else i mean just to have the legacy and now you've digitized a lot of your photography correct i mean you've been oh yeah so so it works great for you know creating books and and you know people can buy photography from you and and do whatever but but uh it's just um the, the legacy is amazing so so you're going to all these tracks you're going to you know you go to bakersfield how far how far east did you go uh during that time um let's see here i would go to scottsdale arizona uh-huh um in 69 i went on tour uh, uh -huh. well i went to dallas okay and um then and that was in 69 and then i went on tour with another photographer a guy named george calloway uh -huh. and uh, we went to bonneville nice then we went to uh ahra race in uh, bristol nice and then oh, so you're getting back east yeah okay that was our right. that was our tour and then we ended up at uh the r fronts brothers shop in uh in Ohio, the Art and Walt Arfons yeah. in uh, yeah. in Akron. Nice. I still talk to Sherry. She's a marketing person, so she's she's doing a good job. And uh, yeah, so the Arfon stuff, uh, some crazy Sherry, stuff. Is Sherry's married to Tim, right? Arfon? I think so. I think that sounds right. Well, Tim dragged my butt to the Netherlands. <laughs> really? Oh, how cool is that? That's east. Rotterdam. That's east. In uh, yeah. I think it was nineteen. 1990, I think we went to Rotterdam and he ran his uh, two wheel drive uh, a jet turbine funny car over there in a, at a tractor wow. pull. Wow. And, uh, it was one of those deals where I was doing a lot of, you know, monster truck and tractor pull stuff. Sure. And uh, 
Tim came up to me and he says, uh, what are you doing next week or two weeks from now? I said, I don't know. And he says, you want to go to Holland with me? Said, right. Sure, why not? Sure, what the heck? So that's where I ended up. Uh, in, you know, How cool know, is that? He ran, uh, he ran his uh, funny car, uh, I think three, no, two events there in Rotterdam. And I think in, uh, what's the other uh, main, uh, we landed there. I can't, I, I'm drawing a blank now as far as. Go to, uh, go to uh, Santa Pod up in England or not? Oh, I went to Santa Pod, but I, <laughs> I did that with uh, Raymond Beetle and the Blue Max guys. Now that was a different kind of tour. I bet. <laughs> Well, well, the key is these guys are all characters. I mean, these guys are all unbelievable mm -hmm. things. I, something that crossed my mind was you, I mean, just to talk about the texture of all the things you used to do, you had a pass from Cooperstown. And I remember sitting in the dugout and watching a White Sox game because you had passes. You could get into any any baseball uh, game that you wanted to. I mean, you know, yeah. that, how many years did you do that? I did Major League uh, Baseball from 81 to 84. Okay. And that was Reggie Jackson's the one that got me. Oh, yeah. I, I delivered some photos of his cars. I shot some of his cars. Right. And in 81, I ended up in spring training, uh, Yankee spring training, which is just right. down the road, really, from Gainesville. Right. Sure. And, uh, so I delivered these photos, and Reggie says, uh, Hey, I want you to meet somebody. So, okay. Well, and there's this gentleman, and he did, uh, uh, I'd like you to meet, uh, this is Clifford Cackline. Who is the curator at Cooperstown at the sure. Yeah, I've been there. Sure. Yeah, it's an awesome so, place. So Reggie shows uh, Clifford the photos of him with his cars. And so Cackline's like, oh, these are really cool. Uh, uh, Rick Shute had made prints for me, you know, 16 by 20 prints for Reggie. And yeah. really, he did a really nice job. And, and Cackline looks at, hey, can you get me a set of these for the museum? I said, well, okay, whatever. Sure. He said, do you like to shoot baseball? Well, I'd never shot baseball in my life, right? So no fire burnouts, <laughs> no fire burnouts in baseball. No fire bats or anything like that. So, <laughs> although I did try to convince uh, Richard Maxim one time, he, he shot for Sports Illustrated. I said, well, you, what you need to do, he was doing an article on Ricky Henderson. I said, uh, you need to light Ricky's shoes on fire and yeah. had running down the baseline right which he was all for but ricky was <laughs> was not really cool about setting his feet on fire so you put a little rubber cement down yeah that, that yeah. works good you put I, i've done that how many breaking <laughs> stories have i done where somebody has their shoe i even did it with my wife she's got a shoe outside the door like they're stopping it and there's a line of you know that, yeah, exactly. uh, that yeah, back to the future thing yeah, yeah i was trying to get i was trying to get the uh, maxim to do that uh, like i said richard was all for that but ricky was like he was an odd guy anyway so what the heck and where'd you go, over, odd, yeah, go he goes over to the pr guy right the, the, the for the yankees and he says yeah. i wanted this guy he points to me he says, i want him to have a pass to every every team in the in wow baseball. How, how nice was that? And the guy is like, yes, sir, Reggie, yes, sir. <laughs> and wow. So, well, yeah, Reggie was the was the guy. I mean, he was he still has such a legacy with everybody. And and we knew him because he was into cars. I mean, he, yeah. he was always around our offices, you know, you know, looking for parts, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, uh, like you couldn't pay for him, like you couldn't pay for him. Right. But uh, but Reggie was a, was a good guy. It was good. He was a good guy to hang with. Pay for him. Yeah. 
we were we went to an automotive swap meet right when I when I that same weekend when I or the week whatever when I was at spring training and we're going around we're walking around and he says oh man I gotta have those Corvette wheels you know the Corvette rims right yeah okay well whatever he says uh, I don't have any money <laughs> Reggie said this <laughs> yeah he tells me I, he didn't have any money so yeah, I said okay well so I bought the rims for him. I wrote a check, and the guy and the guy that would you know, the guy that was selling the rims is like a check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Reggie's standing there, and he, and he he basically he recognized Reggie, obviously. Sure. And Reggie said, "I'll vouch for this guy. He he yeah. he's checks." <laughs> so and then Dad, well, kind of insult the injury. I put him in my van and I transported him to California for him, so he didn't have to pay wow. him either. Wow. But uh, yeah, Did he, he was paid for him. Yeah, he's good for the money. Yeah. Okay, because I've seen some of these guys uh, getting the money out. You know, it's not exactly a Venmo yeah. operation. You know, so I had to buy him popcorn until one time too in Cleveland because we don't carry any money. <laughs> well, we got rained out, right? And, and he didn't have any money. He had left the, you know, the 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 where they all hang out there, not the dugout, but the clubhouse, right? Yes. Yeah. He wanted some popcorn, so we go. He's walking around with all the people right in the because they're waiting there's a rain delay right and he wants popcorn so i bought him popcorn i didn't make him pay back the popcorn deal though but uh but, but you know what those guys they expect everybody to give them everything for free anyway and most of the time they do you know it's not a situation it's not a it's not something that doesn't happen they just you know they're whatever so too too funny We'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of ours. This is InTheGarageMedia.com. Some friends of ours that were in the print magazine business before and now started their own books. we got All Chevy Performance, Classic Truck Performance, and Modern Rotting. Yeah, these are awesome books. They've got uh, lots of uh, educational and entertainment things in them. And they're even good enough quality to include Steve Strope quality maybe, vehicles. Maybe. Uh, he's <laughs> we'll working see if up I'm to allowed it. in there. Right. I don't know. So in the garage media, InTheGarageMedia.com. Check them out. Check them out. Get your subscription, sit and read it. And with ARP, it's not just a lot of intake manifolds, uh, studs for heads, right. but they also have a humongous selection of American and metric that we use all throughout the car, even large bolts that we use on the suspension components because you want that same strength, that same durability and reliability Plus the beautiful looks and, the and stuff outside the catalog. Right, they have a special order program where if you're if you're a builder and you need some special stuff made, they can do that for you. So it's an amazing, amazing company to work with. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. But something I wanted to get to because you you were there at the onset was we talked about off off camera, but funny cars, because you were there for the whole metamorphosis from altereds to to funny cars, correct? I mean, you were there to watch yeah. them from the very beginning, which yeah. I mean, there's still such a showstopper these days. So well I, I at Fremont, um when I was a you know doofus spectator, you know, standing in the corner so I get the good advantage, you know, in front of the spectators behind me. I'm in the corner by the, the where the fence is. Right. Make sure I get a you know, I get my my 620 brownie photo. Uh, this uh, during the summer of '64, I'm standing there, and you know, the all of a sudden there's this rumble, right? Just right. and I look up, and it's a definitely nitro motor, but there's no dragsters there. Yeah. So the, it's like the upper buildup at Fremont, just kind of people just kind of part the ways, mm -hmm. and here comes this white 
look like a comet, right? It comes out and sure. turns to, and it's just kind of sitting there, you know, racking the motor a little bit. And it's it's Jack Christman in the Saxon Sons wow. comet. And it's like, what is this thing? It's not a gas coupe, right. that's for sure. And it's not a dragster. So it just kind of idles up to the, you know, to the starting line. And I'm, you know, I shot one my one photo of him kind of like, you know, easing up to the starting line. That thing stages. And then, you know, the there was a flag starter, of course. There was no Christmas tree. And the flag starter there at Fremont just tells him to go. And the rear tires, you know, just and smoke yep. and noise. And he all the way down the whole quarter mile, the thing wow. is smoking. And I mean, you could have heard, yeah, it was just silence and then uh, just a humongous roar from the, the crowd. And that was my initial, you know. That was the first one. That was, was the first one. That was, that was 64, 64. 64. It didn't have any of the liftoff body or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, no. No, it was, was basically all... a stock bodied um, comet that was given to Jack Christman by a, a gentleman named Fran Hernandez that worked for Mercury. Okay, uh -huh. they were good friends. Nice. Jack was Jack had just recovered from. Uh, he was injured pretty bad driving the uh, spaghetti benders dragster. The sure. rear-handed spun, and he got hurt really bad. And he uh -huh. was just recovering. Right. So Fran gives him this car and says, "Oh, here you can be one of the, you. You can have a stock, kind of be in, in the super stock or whatever, you know." And right. And Christmas says, "Well, you know." F that. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't shift, basically. That's what <laughs> Nice. So he takes the car to the Saxon Sons and Downey. They put a blown fuel motor in it, tuned by Gene Mooneyham. Wow. Okay. Wow. There's a name. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, Jack, high gear only, put the big, you know, the, the heavy duty slicks, the heavy duty rear end, heavy duty, you know, drivetrain, blown motor. Put a put a roll bar in the thing and I owe wow. silver. Wow. <laughs> was, was it was it altered wheelbase? Was the wheelbase altered? No, this did not have an altered wheelbase. Wow. Wow. Because then they went to the AFX stuff that was kind of like the precursor to that deal. But wow, what a legacy. Is he is he considered the first funny car, the real first funny car to do it? Well, that's what everybody historians or whatever, they will say, okay, that Christman had the first actual funny car. Right. Then you'll have your purists say, oh, no, the first actual funny car was 1963, and that was uh, Gene Mooneyham, the Mooneyham and Sharp 554 Coupe, uh -huh. which was, uh, you know, the, the Ford, the Ford-bodied Coupe with a blown Chrysler on it that did right. the same thing that the Christmas car, you know, the smoke the entire quarter mile, high right. gear only, uh, Larry Faust drove the car. Well, there was two drivers. I can't remember the first guy, um, but Larry Faust drove the thing. He ran in like 870, 170 miles an hour in 1963 with the thing. Wow. So that, that had to have been a, a heck of a ride, but a lot of people will argue, well, that's the first funny car. Well, right. the first modern body, new age, however you want to word it, right. would have been Jack Christman. Yeah. And now they say that car debuted at Indy. Really? Huh. It, it was all, you're, here to, you're here to prove it different. Yeah. Okay. They viewed it Fremont, but they didn't want to run it in, in Southern California because if it, if it, you know, was a flop. Yeah. 
Better is that where that came from? Is that where that came from? Flopper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if, it, if it, you know, if it, you know, people hated it, then okay, the people at Fremont right. hated it. So it was yeah. like, like an off-Broadway show, right? You take right. your, your show you're going to put on Broadway yeah. and you run it off-Broadway. If it sucks, then yeah, makes sense. Well. But, yep. uh, that makes perfect sense. That's great. But then, but then the, you know, the fiberglass, you know, altered vehicles that didn't show up to like 67 or eight, did it not? 66. 66. And who was that? Who were the Don guys? That, who? Don Nicholson. Don Nicholson. Wow. Nicholson. Another, another the, legacy name. Yeah. 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 Nicholson had the first, uh, well, there was a, there was, I believe four, uh, four factory Merc, Mercury body, you know, the whole flip top, whatever, right. you know, with the Logie chassis, the you know the Logie brothers built the chassis, and that was another Fran Hernandez thing. That was wow. the, that the you know the the Christmas vehicle came from. Wow. I believe there was Nicholson, Eddie Sharpman, um, uh, Kenson Leslie out of uh, Colorado, and I think there was one other. There was like four four cars that were right. spread out over the United States. And right. uh, the first one to win a major event was uh, Eddie Sharpman. Sharpman, right. uh, I think Sharpman won. Sharpman won the World Finals that year with uh, wow. with that uh, flip flip body whatever yeah. con configuration tube chassis. Um, what class were they running? Yeah, what class were they running in? Out of curiosity, they ran like a. I think they called it. Well, if they had a supercharger on it, it was S. No, SX slash S, which okay. was a supercharged experimental stock. Got and it. They stock. It around the uh, XS and XSX, right. and yeah. nobody could decide on, yeah. on, on what How the many letters. Was. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the NHRA national events, they ran the funny cars in Super Eliminator. Wow. They had to run right. against dragsters. What happened was, they put the funny cars, they had to run like a class runoff, like a sure. super stock or whatever. And that winner came back and had to run in super comp or super, super eliminators, what they called it back then. So oh. uh, in 68, Ray Alley ran up against the Galley brothers, uh, a fuel dragster wow. for, for the money and the uh, Galley brothers won. And then the following year, funny cars had their own eliminator, which is... Uh, uh, and NHRA, they had their, their own, own class, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, Claire Sanders won with uh, Jungle's uh, Jungle Jim's Nova. Right. Wow. So. Well, what amazes me is, you know, we're not young anymore, but your clarity on these names far exceeds my remembrance of anything I ever did previous to this. I got to tell you, I'm I'm totally impressed with the fact that you can remember the the chassis builder, the guy who drove it, the owner. That's awesome. That is well, awesome. Up these crazy books that you know it, it, it's kind of like burns into your mind after a while. I mean, well, you've done a good job. It's crazy. Well, we I were, through, you know, I, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm gonna. Then my next pitch to Arcadia is I want to do a Southern California funny car book. All the cars yeah. that came out of Southern California, being the first car came out of there. Okay, and the winningest driver has come out of there, John Force. John Force. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I thought it'd be a good, you know, absolutely. Richmond here, Forrest there, and all right. the guys 
kind of in between all the, the wacky, you know, from long fuel Volkswagens and all this other Absolutely. stuff that, the, you know, they ran in Los Angeles and, and also through Southern right. California. But but you were you were you know especially the '60s and '70s was the heyday for these cars you know the Jungle Jim Liebermans you know the Rain for Rent cars all those cars yeah. that were so so um, crowd pleasing or dominant I remember watching Rain for Rent at the end of the '70s and nobody was running they were running fives and nobody was even close I mean they well, just showed up and, yeah I mean, Coburn and Miller and I used to run into to um, Marvin Miller all the yeah. time. He was a big uh, uh, Kings hockey fan. Oh, really? And yeah, I'd, I'd oh. see him at the hockey games when, when I was photographing hockey there for a while. And uh, uh, why not? Why not do hockey? You do everything else. <laughs> well, you're the one that got me started in the hockey. I were sport. Yeah, I love. I yeah. love hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's you're right. I ran Sport Magazine. I forget. I did that six years, something like that. another part of my life. But yes. Well, your photographer, you had a sport. He was doing photos for um, uh, uh, Bruce, uh, oh, the, the guy out of, uh, out of New Bruce York. McDowell? Bruce McDowell? No, Bruce McDowell. He's in prison. Uh, yes, he is. I think he's out now. <laughs> okay um bruce bennett studios out of new york oh okay. yeah yeah sure sure and that's who your your photographer was the contact huh? was was shooting for well basically i think somebody in the upper echelon of peterson told your photographer pick one either yeah. <laughs> sport magazine yeah. or, or nhl hockey so he hooked me up with with uh nhl yeah the nhl you know with with uh, bruce and uh right I became one of his stringers and uh, mainly the Kings and I shot well, the King and yeah. uh, the Sharks and isn't, the Ducks. Yeah. Isn't hockey like miserably hard to shoot? Oh, it is. I'll tell you what, it keeps you sharp as far I as your toes and, and, and fast moving. Now, drag racing, you had, I had to worry about blowers flying off and all this <laughs> other stuff, right? Yeah. You got to understand that drag racing, the cars don't get you. Yeah. It's the parts that get you. Correct. Yes. Well, that's that, that's the one thing I worried about. Right now, hockey, yeah. you have this little hard rubber thing. It's called yeah, a, yeah. And you best uh, know where that puck is at all 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 the time because they hurt. I've got yeah. hit. I got hit twice. Oh. Puck coming over the glass. Yeah. They hurt. I I don't doubt it. But you had to shoot through the glass in a fluorescent or whatever lighting scenario that is that is hanging there that had to be miserable did, did they have strobes in the sorry we get we're breaking down into other stuff because i know the basketball stuff was there were a set of strobes up in the top and i was using those basketball strobes oh you were there you go yeah. okay. the, uh, bennett studios would rent the strobes uh -huh. from uh, the forum or right. from the la times actually right the LA times guy would come out set them up for me uh you know make sure everything's cool and then they'd drop a line, a hard wire, and uh, the hard wire would be taped into position um, where you're going to shoot and uh, holes cut in the ice or in the ice, in the, in in the, the, in the glass. Box. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was your position. That's where you shot. And uh, wow, what was amusing was the guys would come out for skate around, the players, right? And they would try to put a puck into the, into into the, the hole. hole just for fun. <laughs> Which you thought fire burnouts were nasty. Oh my gosh. The, the pucks were hurt. 
<laughs> well, it hits the end of your hits the end of your lens, goes right to your eye. Yeah, that's probably well, not. That, ha that happened with a Sports Illustrated guy at. Uh, I was shooting in Tampa, uh, doing the Tampa Bay Lightning and the and the Blackhawks, and a puck did come through the the hole. Yeah, took out his like uh, zillion dollar experimental Nikon lens that he had borrowed from Nikon, destroyed wow. the lens and knocked him back uh, on the concrete floor. I bet. The same night, the Tampa Bay photographer, same thing happened to him. He went back. They had to cart him to the hospital because he, he uh, wow. split his head open on the concrete on the on the floor. So they needed wow. hazardous, hazardous pain wow. that evening. Wow. How crazy is that? I escaped. Yeah. Something that, and and that's awesome because I forgot about all that. But that's, you're welcome. <laughs> the, the, part of the deal, right? Exactly. We pass it around. So, uh, so in terms of highlight photos from your archive, I mean, obviously there's so many, and you sent me a bunch. There's a lot of lot of stuff that is just amazing, and we'll run some of that here. Uh, obviously, interlaced with this this conversation. But are there, are there photos, say, you know, top five or any, any, anything that stands out in your mind of a photo that you just, you still look at today and you go, God, that was a good photo. Well, there, there's, you know, there's a few. Um, there's uh, more than a few, I'm sure. Well, the, the ones that, I mean, I really enjoy looking at, like, how did I get, ever get that photo? But I, I was very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time in, in uh, sure. Uh, and actually, a couple of those I was very fortunate to walk away <laughs> without any holes in me, right. uh, flying apart. So, you know, Larry Bowers with his clutch coming out at Orange County. Um, that, that's a crazy one where the, they're all like splayed up above them, and you can see all the pieces came out. Wow. And, and if you look close, there's a rod coming out the motor, too, at the bottom. So I'll look again. It crazy. was like a mass, <laughs> mass destruction deal. Wow. Um, wow. That was one shot. That was just one shot. And, um, I was on the wrong side of the track. Every story, every photo has a story connected to it. How I, sure, how I sure. got it. And right. it was one of those deals where I got called across the track and somebody wanted to say something nonsensical to me, like, hey, do you want a soda or something, you know, something yeah. like that. And right. I got trapped. I couldn't go back. I couldn't cross the track. So, I, okay, Bowers is coming down and this other guy, okay, I'll stay there and shoot. Right. I never saw the clutch come out. All I saw was black, the cl clutch dust. And then, you know, all heck breaks loose. There's pieces and there's, you know, crap flying everywhere. Yeah. And I was very fortunate. I didn't get hit, but a gentleman in the pits is walking through the pits, minding his own business. Uh, one of the discs hit in front of him and made it like an inch inden indentation in the asphalt. And it came up and it took his kneecap off. Oh, no. So I was very, very fortunate. I was closer, you know, than most people would want to be but right. you know it's one of those things where you stand there and you go well are there any holes in me right now I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I experienced that with less love it and, yeah. a, and a couple other people was like love right. it got hit in uh in indy one year him and i standing side by side and uh doc holiday comes through and blows the engine up in his top field dragster and love it got hit with a part of the block and i'm just standing there and, and love it is like screaming at me uh, you're bigger than me. How come you didn't get hit? I don't know. Right. Well, well, speaking of that, that's a good transition here because we talked about, you know, your early days and, and touring with these guys and doing different things. 
guys like uh, Leslie Lovett, who I knew, I worked at National Director 78, 79, uh, before going to Hot Rod. And Leslie was the photographer for years. And then his wife, uh, he had an unfortunate uh, uh, deal where he passed. And his wife, Teresa, then took it from there. And she, you mentioned to me that she just, she just left. But, but you met Leslie because he was running a magazine, correct? Right. He was, he was the uh, uh, photo director uh, at uh, Superstock Magazine. Oh, okay. This was 19, 1966. Right. Um, November of 1966, I get this phone call out of the blue. in uh, one of those, hi, I'm Leslie Lovett. And I hear, I hear you know how to shoot photos. That's right. basically, you know, what he said to me. Good, and, good. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd say that that fits. Yeah, there you go. Kind of like you know, yeah, because I knew who he was. I mean, well, uh, sure. Yeah. I bumped through Superstock and I'd heard his name before, but I'd never met him. Right. Just out of the blue, I, I don't even know how he got my phone number, but he called and right. he said, "Well, you know, you have a match race in two weeks." Uh, at Fremont, and we want to do it for Match Race Madness uh, for Superstock. Nice. And it's like, uh, okay. He says, yeah. can you, you know, can you, uh, this is what I need. It's Jungle Jim in his brand new uh, blown Nova is uh -huh. going to race uh, Gas Ronda in his long-nosed injected nitro-burning, uh, right. you know, Mustang. Can nice. you can you get this, that, whatever? I, we need race shots, and we need maybe a couple people photos, and Right. And I said, yeah, I think I can, you know, I can handle that. And <laughs> I don't think I slept for a week waiting for, you know, waiting, waiting for, for the race. race huh? yeah. And sure enough, I got out there and clicked my little brains out. And uh, <laughs> and I sent him some photos and said, you know, he was elated. They ran a nice full page thing on it. And, nice. And uh, I, you know. I, that was I your first, it was your first taste. Was that your first, first magazine year. assignment? Was that your first magazine assignment? Yeah, that was my first official. Um, nice. I had done some stuff for like John Asher at um, All American right. Rags, but that was all spec. Uh, and John, he took care of my local guys if I needed like a couple page feature or whatever. Right. And like I was telling you about you know, Goodnight Keith and Williamson, the, the top gas guys, I, I got them in All American Drags, and, but deservedly so. Um, a lot of people don't realize Bob Keith um, they were on the uh, first American drag racing team tour to Europe. They were on wow. a member of the, the, that whole team, which was right. Carlos, Ivo, etc. You know the the whole whole deal. Sure. And Bob Keith was the first American drag racer to ever make a run on English soil. Really? That's wow. that's one of the little trivia. There's a legacy. Yeah, he was the first first. Uh, First guy I'd ever make a pass, uh, American. Was there a track? <laughs> Kinda. Uh -huh. What <laughs> was the track? They used the Air Force Base somewhere. Uh huh. Um, sure. In England, but because uh, I don't believe Santa Pod was functioning at that Probably time. Probably not. Probably not at that point. You mentioned uh, John Asher. John Asher uh, went on to have a, a, an amazing career too. I mean, he he moved around. He went from All American Drags. He was in Chicago. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I got that right. And then, uh, and then he ended up becoming a photographer and writer for Carcraft, and then editor for a number of years. And he was, he was, uh, but he loved shooting drag races. There's no well, question. Did, you know, he did the AHRA circuit with Jim Kelly. They were the there you they go. were the guys that that kept uh, AHRA in the in the 
you know, in problem, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And you sent me a nice photo of that. So we'll pop that up here too. But John, uh, John lives in New Mexico and I don't think he lives, uh, I don't think he goes away from his home there. He's uh, next to the property where the Dalton gang live. So uh, yeah, he doesn't, uh, he basically, uh, he hung it up about, about a year or two ago. He, he just, he got burned out and, uh, you know, financially he felt that it wasn't uh, lucrative right. enough anymore. And, right. and, you know, John is just, he's enjoying life right now with, with Carol and, and yeah. just. He's retired he's, long time. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. It's, he's uh, quite the legacy. He was always the wild man. You know, if you get John's, uh, John's attention, uh, he'd get in your face and he'd like, you know, be talking to you, but. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a topic that uh, John wouldn't discuss with you, put it that way. Pretty and, much pretty much covered the world so that was or calm. he would go he would go into it but uh yeah i uh, we we had a few adventures together uh, uh me and john I, I i flew into chicago one time and stayed with him and his at the time his wife stephanie and she was afraid of me i mean i showed up and like you said i'm not exactly a small person and how, how tall are you six five it's five yeah and, uh, at the time i was like a you know couple of biscuits over about 280 or something like that and and i show up at their place and i got you know i got the long shoulder length hair and the whole deal and you know i look kind of like uh a part of the manson family right i mean i'm ready to I, I i think of when i think of uh steve reyes hopefully this isn't a, a, a an uncomfortable deal but did you ever see the movie raising arizona oh yeah with with randall tex Cobb. yeah oh yeah here, that's that I see that guy and I go, ah, Reyes, Reyes is bigger than him. <laughs> well, what did the, uh, Bill Lloyd used to call me uh, Chewy. Yes, exactly. And yeah, you had your dog awesome. with you. And then you had your dog with you. Oliver. Oliver mm -hmm. was my favorite. Oliver, he, he'd, he'd join you for a meal most of the time, would he not? He'd uh, eat off the same plate and whatever. Yeah, it's quite. Yeah, he, you know, he, he'd kill you for a glazed donut. I mean, right. he'd go well, for the throat. Your hand, your hand weighed more than Oliver. So yeah, recycle. Yeah, awesome dog, awesome dog. But uh, you talking? You mentioned uh, Asher and Chicago and such, and um, I, I think we're going to have to uh, have part two here in a little bit. But uh, you mentioned uh, Chicago and the um, you know the Chicago style drag races and uh, oh, yeah, and that yeah. that was the the format was basically that everybody would run and then top two ets ran against each other for the, for the money yeah, that was gary yeah, gary us 30 and uh it was animalistic i'll tell you that right no guard gary, gary indiana gary indiana yeah. outside chicago gary. right yeah yeah these guys yeah, these guys would be on tours obviously during the summer and these guys would be on tour it's a wednesday night deal right everybody that came ran yeah two low ets like you said would would run for the money Right. And there was a few guys like Bobby Wood and well, the LA Hooker guys. They they made a career out of that that deal. They right. they 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 knew that track like the back of their hand. And you know all these guys would be touring, coming through. And and to be honest, most of them didn't know how to set up a car on that particular track because they'd never run there before, or they sure. they'd only run you know once or twice, whatever. But these guys would run like every every Wednesday. You could find Bobby Wood or, or the LA Hooker guys would be there, and and, and they you'd run each other for the money or whatever because they would be the guys, and right. you'd have you'd have cars you know running off the track. And the these guys wouldn't lift because right. the two low ETs would come back and run, and it was it was crazy. And then you know they'd stop the race because they'd have a murder or something in the grandstands and. Uh, <laughs> 
It was that era, wasn't it? It was yeah, crazy. They had, they had knifings and shooting because they do a lot of gambling. They'd have all yeah. these guys gambling in the grandstands and, you know, they'd kind of be, you know, like sore losers or, or you, yeah. know, you know, they'd argue on who really got to the finish line first and then they'd pull out guns and knives and, and go at it and, you yeah. know, they'd, they'd cart the bodies away and then they'd keep running the funny cars. Wow. And, it was uh it was interesting that's crazy but the, interesting. But, but the la hooker guys basically despite the fact saying la hooker they were uh, they were the home field advantage guys because they had uh they had knowledge of the track and the surface and how it ran yeah. and all that yeah. so they were so you were saying they were consistently in in the money yeah oh yeah and, awesome. and a lot of other things too but mainly money wow uh, wow so with the hooker guys was uh uh, sex, alcohol, and uh, rock and roll, so to speak. Well, on that note, I'm going to have to wrap this one up because we're right at about an hour, but I got to tell you, we're going to come back and do some more of this stuff. But um, whatever, whatever, I got monster truck stories. I got all this I want, stuff. I want it all. I want it all. We got to do it all. With big especially <laughs> especially because you illustrated it. That friend of mine that I mentioned, uh, Bill Tower down in Florida, that uh, I'm trying to find this stuff for him. He was saying that the situation was that he never had a camera, so he has no photos of his car, and that was the case. That's why guys like you documenting stuff like this was such a such an important factor of what goes on. You know, I couldn't uh, drag race because it couldn't fit in the car, but you know, hey, might as well take photos of them. <laughs> Perfect. I did send you. I did send you a photo of me cackling uh, uh, John Ewald's uh, master car. I cackled that car. They stuffed the car, and yeah, I got wow. the cackle. That had to be uh, elbows, elbows into the edge. I cackled uh, Ewald's car and I cackled uh, Wayne King's car. So wow, well that's cool. (laughs) How fun is that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like uh, I don't see how these guys did it. No, I don't want to do this. No, no, too tight. Too tight. If that bar gets bent in here, that's going to be really, really snug in here. But uh, I want to mention your books again. They're uh, Arcadia Press, and you can get them through Barnes and Noble. Is that the best way, or is there a Barnes and Noble, Amazon, or directly? I guess directly from Arcadia, but uh, right. it's, it's it's not a uh, a huge book, but it's it's not yeah. it's 200, 220 photos, That's all good... captioned and yeah. intros to each four chapters, and it's sepia toned. It's a nice package. I yeah. I think uh, I think if you like drag racing front engine dragsters and fuel alders and stuff like that i mean uh, it'd be a nice uh, collector's piece for you I mean, yeah, that, absolutely but you but you have nine books are they all available on amazon no they're all i think uh the only one i think is still available would be the top fuel book i did for uh car tech most wow. of them have um, already you know run their uh right. run the damage. So ebay so yeah. ebay is the way huh <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's, uh, they reprinted my uh, drag racing, what is it, chaos, the, all the crash and burn and wow. wacky stuff. Uh, that's been reprinted. So that one's available also. The, okay. the two would be the drag racing uh, chaos and then the, the top fuel book and now the new one, the Arcadia book in, right. uh, in Northern California. Right. Drag and, and then, you know, of course, like I said, uh, Lou Hart's funny car book. I do have quite a bit in. In, in, that, in, okay. in that book and that's that's coming out also that's a car tech book and that would yeah that'd be an amazon thing excellent well we'll come back and uh, you know do some more fun stuff here. absolutely you know, you know there's too, too much good stuff. Lake, i mean you know i mean 
we we hung out in Chicago together. We yes. we drove around in a Mercedes together. Yes, we did. That was uh, Gary Dyer's Mercedes. Gary so we Dyer. got all kinds of stuff to talk about. All kinds of stuff to talk about. But I want to I want to thank you, Steve, for uh, to taking the time to be on the show here. This is uh, Car Guy Confessions uh, without Jeff Smith, but he'll be back soon. No problem there. And again, a call out to uh, ARP Bolts, ARP-Bolts.com. And uh, thank you for all your help there. Till next time, Steve. We'll get you. You have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye.